Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's another Arscast on arsblog.oleole.com. Coming up on this week's show, we've got a chat with Yogi's Warrior from a culture left foot. We've got a tale of the unexpected, a player history with the man in the bar, fantasy football, and more. Stay tuned. So hello and welcome to another Ars Blog Ars Cast. It is Friday. It is now only eight days until the start of the brand new season. Hear that? That's me just pissing my pants a little with the excitement. I swear to God, I can't wait for the football to start again. It's going to be awesome. Coming up on this week's Arscast, as I said, we'll be chatting away to uh, Yogi's Warrior from Cultured Left Foot. Uh, the man in the bar has got a player history for you. We've got a tale of the unexpected. Uh, we'll be giving you details of the fantasy football game, which you can join the Ole Ole League, the Ars Blog League, uh, and some other stuff as well, I'm sure. So, since the last Arscast, what's been happening? Well, we had the Emirates Tournament, or the Emirates Cup, uh, last weekend. Uh, we didn't win it. Neither did Juventus, nor Real Madrid. Instead, it went to Hamburg. And former Tottenham manager Martin Yall. A bit crap, really, isn't it? But anyway, it's not really important. Only a pre-season tournament. Uh, we got a good look at some of the players. We got some interesting insights into some of those players. We lost the first game against Juventus 1-0. It was an offside goal uh, by David Trezeguet, uh, who, if people think Adi Bayor goes offside a lot... They really haven't watched too much of Trezeguet, but the goal stood and, uh, you know, we couldn't get one back. Nevertheless, it was an interesting exercise. We got to see some of our younger players. We saw the likes of uh, Aaron Ramsey start, Kieran Gibbs, uh, Jack Wilshire, Carlos Vela as well. It was, I suppose, what you would call the second team uh, in there as well. We saw Samir Nasri. Uh, he came on for his first home appearance. So that was interesting. Uh, Jack Wilshire caught the eye again, and we'll talk about him in, uh, in a little bit. Uh, I suppose one of the good things about that, uh, that team that started, I suppose it's what you call our, our second eleven. Uh, and the, the good point about that was, was that Abue was in it. So Abue is in our sort of second team now, and it looks it looks as if the boss is thinking about Theo Walcott uh, for the right-hand side of midfield to start the season, at least. And it's down to Theo, I suppose, once he gets that start, uh, to make the position his own. On the Sunday against Real Madrid, it was a more experienced side. The only real absentees from what you would consider the first team being uh, Colo Toure and uh, Cesc Fabregas. Colo obviously recovering from his bout of the Ebola virus and Cesc having just returned to the training on 
Monday uh, was in no state to be starting a game, you see. Uh, Thomas Rosicki obviously out, Eduardo out as well, etc., etc. We saw Eduardo before the game. He got a great big round of applause, which was fantastic. Uh, the goal against Real Madrid came from none other than Emmanuel Adibayor, who uh, his reception was mixed at the weekend. After all that went on, the reception he got was mixed, and I understand it. I'm not one for booing players. I don't know that it's really the best idea in the world, particularly not during the season. But, however, I understand, and I'm sort of behind a little bit, uh, people who wanted to let Adibayor know what they thought of the way he behaved during the summer. Despite what he might have said, we all know what went on, right? So for him to get a little bit of a backlash from the crowd, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't going to make him go home and cry. It wasn't going to make him think everyone hated him. But it was just going to let him know that, yeah, okay, you acted like a bit of a cunt. So here's a bit of uh, here's a bit of booing for you. We're not going to just forgive and forget that easily. Uh, he did have a good game, I thought, against Real Madrid. He worked really hard. And I think, you know, possibly the bosses had a word and said, look, you know, to win the crowd back, you're going to have to work like a Trojan. You really are. And he put that work in. There were times he was chasing down the goalkeeper and running from one side of the pitch to the other. And if that sort of work rate continues throughout the season, then fair enough. Doesn't really forgive what he did during the summer, but at least it shows he's trying to make up for it and he's going to be a good team player. And when he's on form, he's a good team player, isn't he? Uh, he scored the goal, a penalty, after Salgado tried to elbow Robin Van Persie's head off his shoulders. And I have to say, my heart was in my mouth a little bit. I was expecting Robin to be paralyzed from the ears down after that kind of a challenge. Adibayor scored the penalty and then kissed the badge. Now, maybe it's just me. In fact, I know it's not just me. But kissing the badge... Is it, nah, it's just, nah, too soon, too soon. It really is. And even, you know, it's just not a good thing. Kissing the badge, is, it's like, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to kiss the badge. It's, it's kind of, I don't know exactly how else a footballer can uh, express to the crowd what he's trying to say. But just score the goals and we'll get it. You know what I mean? Run back to the center circle. Fist in the air. We'll get what you're trying to say. Don't worry about it. But uh, Adibayor is staying, absolutely, uh, and utterly now. It looks like he's going to sign a new deal as well. If he can continue what he did last season, this season, then pragmatically, leaving aside all the shenanigans during the summer, as tasteless and as nasty as they were, and I'm not a big fan of them at all, but if he can score us another 30 goals this season, then, and we win a trophy... Come on. Seriously. We have to be, I suppose, a little bit realistic. Uh, we could get 25 million for him, maybe, but who are we going to get to score 30 goals? Now, he may not score 30 goals. He might be here next summer going, 11 goals. And five of those are in the Carling Cup against Huddersfield. What's going on? But hopefully not. Hopefully not. He does add depth to our squad. And, and uh, if we want to win things, I suppose we've got to keep as many of our squad together as possible. So there you go. That was the Emirates Cup. We didn't win it. We won it last season. And as I said, it was Hamburg's turn uh, this season. But then nobody really cares. So uh, stick that up your hole, Martin Yall. Okay, uh, to talk a little bit more about what's gone on between the last Arscast and this Arscast, and to look ahead to the uh, uh, the uh, Amsterdam tournament a little bit, we'll do a bit more of that later in the show, uh, it's time to welcome somebody who hasn't been on the Arscast uh, too often. It's Yogi's Warrior from A Cultured Left Foot. Hello there. 
How you doing? I'm very well, thanks very much. Now, pre-season, um, how much have you seen of what's gone on and, and what have you made of it so far? Um, I've seen a couple of the games, but nothing spectacular. I'm not a great fan of pre-seasons. Um, the only thing you can hope for is that everyone comes through uninjured. Is there a bit of... Um... Maybe it's a modern thing, perhaps, you know, with the TV coverage of the Emirates Cup and the Amsterdam tournament, which we'll come to a bit later on. But is there maybe just too much emphasis put on preseason these days that people expect too much when really it's it's not that important? It's all just about getting fitness and sharpness. Yeah, there is. I mean, years ago, you used to struggle to find out anything much other than the footballers came back overweight from their summer holidays but now it's just wall to wall and the tv companies and other media are just so desperate to sell their particular wares that they're looking for every conceivable angle and any defeat in uh, pre-season is treated as if it's a, a forewarning of things to come where in fact it's not it's just people not being match fit not being match ready and definitely not taking it that seriously what have you made of our our preparations? Um, obviously, the you know we've had players away with Euro two thousand and eight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what's your feeling on the state of the squad at the moment? They they seem to be in good nick. I mean, um, looking at the Emirates tournament, they certainly played well against Madrid, and they looked quite cohesive. So I don't think anyone can have any real complaints. The fitness levels, aside from Colo Torre. Um, having an illness seems to be very good. I mean, I think last year Adebayor missed the first part of the season due to a pre-season injury, so hopefully everyone will come through Amsterdam unscathed. Um, we, we have this issue, well, not an issue, I suppose. We, we've got a situation whereby we lost some midfielders this summer. We lost Kleb. Well, I don't think too many people are, are crying over that. Flamini... Uh, and Gilberto, who more or less played the same kind of a role within the team. And there isn't, uh, as the squad stands, uh, that kind of a player who's going to do that, uh, the invisible wall job that Gilberto did, or, or provide the sort of energy that Flamini did to, to make Fabregas so effective last season. And Arsene Wenger is talking about signing one experienced player. Um, are, are you an advocate of that? Do you think we need that? I think... Um... Certainly in central midfield, there's question marks. Last week, I think it was, Wenger said that if Diaby hadn't have been injured last year before the Amsterdam tournament, it would have been him in defensive midfield rather than Flamini, which um, I think gives some indication of where he's probably going to go if he doesn't sign anyone. Whether Diaby's the man for the job, we're only going to find out in many ways, like we did with Flamini, it's going to be when they play. And by then, of course, it may be too late if he's not up to the job. But I think he probably can do a very good job as a holding type of midfielder. I think in the same way Flamini got forward quite a lot to support attacks, Diaby would do the same. I guess the only question mark would be is sometimes he dwells on the ball too long. But that's all part of his learning curve, I think, and very much at the moment, it seems everyone learns in their job at Arsenal. Would you be, uh, OK, given the fact we have Diaby, we have Daniil, so we've got Aaron Ramsey in there, would you still be more confident going into the new season if we were to make a signing, particularly if that signing was an experienced quality player? If it was someone who was, say, for example, like Gilberto at his peak, I think everyone would feel 
an awful lot more comfortable. But if we go into the season with this squad, I, I don't see any reason to be particularly fearsome, uh, fearful sorry, of what's going to happen. Jack Wilshire is someone that's caught the eye, and we talk about preseason, and and maybe it's not as important as we think. But uh, more and more, we see these, like for example, Flamini, uh, who uh, who took his opportunity in preseason uh, last year and and made a name for himself and, and established himself in the team. Jack Wilshire has been handed the number nineteen shirt, uh, Gilberto's old shirt, uh, and has been placed in the first team squad. I suppose based on obviously what he's done uh, before preseason. But uh, I suppose it's given the manager a good chance to see what he's like in a match day situation and whether or not he's awed by playing against the likes of Real Madrid, which he, he seems not to be at all. No, he he played very well in his little cameo against Madrid and you know the rest of the tour of Central Europe seems to have gone well for him. I think with seven substitutes, it gives Wenger more chance to play with the squad and in situations like, for example, where you would hope... Uh, against Hull at home, you'd be very comfortable position with 20 minutes to go. Gives him the chance to get out there and get at a defender. I think like Walcott, he would be quite a good impact player. But the one thing I, I hope doesn't happen is a weight of expectation gets put on his shoulders and he finds that difficult to cope with. He doesn't, I mean, I've said this as well and I said this on the on the blog during the week that you know we shouldn't really expect too much from him. Uh, or or heap that kind of pressure on him. He it, he doesn't strike me from what I've seen of him as that kind of character. That that's not going to affect him when you come on and you skin somebody like Salgado within five minutes of coming on. He's got a confidence there. I don't think that that expectation from us is really going to affect. No, um, I think the big thing will be media expectation because if they start clamouring after him, the club will I hope protect him to a certain extent from them. I hope the lad does well. If he's called upon, he certainly seems to have the ability, and I don't think Wenger's going to rush him into the first team if he's not ready, certainly ahead of other players like Randall, who've been out on loan last season and had lumps kicked off them in the championship. Well, he's uh, England's new great white hope, obviously, uh, Jack Wilshire. So, uh, yeah, the next, uh, win, the next win, really, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, well, we're, from a footballing point of view, we'll hope. <laughs> um, the Amsterdam tournament coming up this weekend is something we've taken part in for the last number of years, and I suppose this season it's probably got a bit more relevance in the sense that uh, before our domestic season kicks off, we've got a Champions League qualifier against uh, FC Twenty. Um, good preparation, obviously we're playing Sevilla, but to play against the Dutch team Ajax, it's a good idea? I think it is. It's worked out certainly very fortuitously. The only concern I have with Ajax is that they um, sort of abandoned their principles last year to a certain extent and tried to kick lumps off of everyone um, during a friendly match, which wasn't uh, in keeping with the uh, night in question. But you can't argue with having a Dutch team a few days before. I think on Friday you'll see definitely the f- probable first team who take the pitch in Twente will play against Ajax. Uh, and of course, we are now just, uh, I suppose, eight days away from from the start of the new season. Uh, the summer seems to have taken forever, even though it's only been a few short weeks. Are you excited about the new campaign? I, I Funnily enough, I hate the pre-season, but about a week or so beforehand, I get excited like a little five-year-old who's <laughs> been let loose in a sweet shop. 
Yeah, I have to say I'm with you on that one. I'm really looking forward to it. Even though I think we probably need a signing uh, to make ourselves realistic contenders, I'm still looking forward to the uh, to the start of the campaign. Yogi's Warrior from A Cultured Left Foot, thanks very much. Okay, thanks. And thank you to Yogi's Warrior from A Cultured Left Foot, uh, which you will find at... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A culturedleftfoot.wordpress.com. Well, we're checking out one of the uh, more sensible blogs uh, out there. So uh, do go along and pay a visit. Now then, uh, will we have a player history? I think we probably will. This is just me doing that bit, you know, on the on the news, right? You know, when uh, the newsreader says, and now we go over to blah, blah, blah for this report. And it doesn't go over. And he's sitting there and he shuffles his paper. First thing he does, he gets his papers and he goes, he shuffles his papers. And then he doesn't know where to look, you see, because he doesn't want to look straight into the camera because, you know, it'll look like an idiot. You're only supposed to look into the camera when you're talking. That was just me doing my impression of that bit there. Except you couldn't see my face. Because, you know, obviously this isn't the correct medium. And there are those that have emailed me and said, are you ever going to do a video podcast, a video podcast, a vidcast? And I, my, my thoughts on that are, are this, right? Why would you want to look at me? Seriously. Does, I mean, it's just going to be me sitting here talking into the microphone. It's not like I'm going to be out in the streets or with a beautiful backdrop behind me. It's not. It's a wall. Look. It's a wall with terrible wallpaper on it. So why would you want why would you want to look at that? So we won't be doing any vid casts. But if we were, that joke would have been much much better. Uh player history. Welcome to another Player History here on the Artscast. We're going to continue the theme with players from days of yore, as that proved to be very popular last week. In fact, a fella came up to me and he said, Are you the man in the bar? And I said, Well, I'm a man in a bar. Whether I'm the man in the bar depends which man you're looking for and which bar you think you're in. And he said, Are you the one that does the old Player Histories on the Artscast? And I said, I am that. And he said, you're a prick. And I said, well, what do you listen to them for then? He said, you might be a prick, but they're tremendously educational, so they are. What can you say to some strange old people in the world? So to continue with a player from yesteryear, it's a goalkeeper. And his name was Jack 
Kelsey. He came from Wales, but we won't hold that against him. He began his Arsenal career in 1951 against Charlton Athletic, and it wasn't a great start at all. Arsenal lost 5-2, their heaviest defeat since 1928. At that time, Kelsey was up against George Swindon, who came from Swindon, apparently. And he didn't really play too many games. But by the 1953-54 season, George Swindon was a thing of the past and Jack Kelsey went on to be Arsenal's first choice goalkeeper for the next eight seasons or so. Now, I asked some of my old Arsenal mates, what do you think of Jack Kelsey? If you had to use one word to sum him up, what would you say? And the words that came back were brave, committed, fearless, agile and crunchy. Not quite sure where Crunchy came from. Anyway, he also played in the World Cup, would you believe, because he was Welsh and Wales qualified for the World Cup in 1958, getting to the quarterfinals when they were knocked out by Brazil. His playing career was cut short after he had a back injury playing for Wales, also against Brazil. He went down to make one of his brave, committed and crunchy saves, but unfortunately, he was forced to retire about a year later. He played a total of 352 games for Arsenal. Only David Seaman, as a goalkeeper, has played more. Now, another interesting fact that not many people know is that Jack Kelsey had a love child with an English teacher in America. That love child went on to become a famous sitcom star. That's right, it's the star of Cheers and Frasier, Kelsey Grammer. True. More from the man in the bar and another player history on next week's Arscast. Just to tell you a little bit about the OleOle.com fantasy football game, uh, you can play any one of five European leagues. If you're into that kind of thing, you can do England, Spain, France, Germany, and Italy, or you can play the European Super League, which of course is, you know, teams from all those five leagues. Uh, prizes on the OleOle Ole, uh, fantasy football include a Champions League final trip, including accommodation match tickets and uh, there's playstation 3s footballs football shirts uh, merchandise football games uh, all that kind of stuff going on as well we do have an arse blog league as well it's a premier league so if you're logged into oleole.com in the fantasy football uh, click on the english premier league game and you can select your team then join the mini league uh, which is Arsblog Prem, Arsblog P-R-E-M, and the password is Arsblog. There are loads of members in there as well at the moment, uh, so do get your skates on. If you're in before August the 14th, which is what? A week from now, well, just over, just under a week from now, rather, uh, you've got a chance to win two tickets to a match of your choice uh, anywhere in Europe, I believe. So do get your team in before then. There will be an Arsblog Mini League prize. I haven't quite decided what that might be yet. Uh, not that I'm, you know, I just haven't thought about it too much. Maybe it'll be some Arsenal merchandise. Maybe it'll be a cash prize. I don't know, I have to think about it a little bit, but anybody who joins the league after uh, after a week or two when I've got uh, the prize in order, I suppose I have to do a one, two, three. Uh, when I've got those in order, I'll do an email to everybody and tell you what you're playing for for the season. Uh, for details and rules and instructions and FAQs and all that sort of stuff, uh, go to oleole.com forward slash fantasy football. Now, this guy. 
Hello, this is Emmanuel Adibayor. I just want to talk to all the Arsenal fans about what happened this summer. You know, many people say that I want to leave Arsenal, but this is not true, because Arsenal like a family to me. What happened is I go to Arsenal at the end of the season and I say, Hey Arsenal, I want more money. I scored 30 goals, so I want more money. And Arsenal say, no, you're not getting any more money. So I say, hey, we're supposed to be a big family here. If I'm your son and I'm coming to you looking for more pocket money, you give me more pocket money. If I want to go play games in the arcade, then I go play games in the arcade and you give me the money to go play games in the arcade. But Arsenal say, no. So now Arsenal to me is not so much like a family, more like adopted family. Like I'm a wicked stepson. So how can you blame me for going somewhere else? Even though I didn't go somewhere else. At all. I never went near Barcelona or AC Milan. I never asked them for more money at all. Even though they were going to give me more money. But I never went there. And I never wanted to leave Arsenal. Never said a thing about leaving Arsenal at all. Not one thing. But I'm glad now that they've done something to make me stay. Because if they didn't do that thing to make me stay, I was going to go. Even though I never said I wanted to leave. So, for now, I'm glad everything is sorted out and I can kiss the bites and score the goals. And now we're all sort of like a family again. Perhaps a little bit like a brother and sister that just did incest. But families can get over these kind of things. So for now, I leave you with a traditional song from my home country. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right. Believing for so long. What a song! What a song that is! I used to think I was tied to a heartache, you know, until Air Supply came along and they... They turned my life around. Not usually this open about my personal life on the Arsecast, but there you go. So Jack Wilshire, we, we like him, don't we? Yeah, number 19, which is a bit of a surprise, I think. I don't think any of us were expecting Jack to be quite so... In the thick of things this season, given the fact he's only turned 16, he hasn't yet signed a professional contract. He can't do that until he's 17. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Because we've got this seven-sub situation this year, will he get on the bench for a few Premier League games? Because you look at what he did when he came on uh, against Real Madrid. Was he overawed? Was he even bothered? Michel Salgado? Who? I don't care who you are. I'm going to skin you. That's what he did. And he really does. I mean, people talk about uh, Lansbury and Randall uh, and other young players at the club, right? And, and you think, these guys, yeah, these are the guys. They've got a chance. And then you see someone like Wilshire come along and you say, no, no, no. Forget the others. This is a player. This is a guy that's got a real, real chance of making it. And nobody's saying right now he's going to be a brilliant player or he's going to do this for us, he's going to do that. All you can say is that he really, really looks like he's got a great chance of, of making it. Whereas Lansbury and Randall, etc., etc., look decent, but nothing special. And sometimes it takes uh, time for a player to develop. You can't necessarily judge them uh, at uh, 16, 17, 18 years of age. They don't come in to their own till you know, a few years later. At the same time, you get players who are brilliant, absolutely brilliant at 16, 17, 18. And once they get to that point, then they just can't push on. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Wilshire is a very exciting prospect. Number 19, Gilberto's old number. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him uh, during this season. Now, a tale of the unexpected. Welcome. To Tales of the Unexpected on the Oz Blog, Ozcast. Hello, my name is George, and I've got another tale of the unexpected for you. 
this week I was going around the place looking for some odds and ends, the way I do, you know, because I can sell them on to people, make a few bob. Mostly they don't want the stuff I sell, but I'm a silver-tongued old devil. That's what I am, and I can always make them buy something. Then I got a phone call off me old friend Mikey. George, he says, you've got to get over to this warehouse. Jesus, it's packed full of stuff like carpet tiles and bits of copper wire and old pipes. Holy moly, I says, that sounds like the thing for me. He says, there's only one thing though. It's not exactly free to take. Do you know what I mean? Says I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I tapped the side of me nose three times. He couldn't hear that though because we were on the phone like. Anyway, I went over with me barrow and a bit of an old van and there was loading everything up. There was carpet tiles. There was all the great stuff he said. And then, all of a sudden, I found myself picked up by the leg and I'm hanging 30 feet up in the air. Jesus, says I, what the feck's going on here? There's a fella standing over me. Says I to him, you better put me down or I'm going to rape the face off you. Who are you anyway? And he says, I'm Batman. Well, that was unexpected to me. Another tale of the unexpected on the next Arscast. Now, coming up this weekend, it is the Amsterdam Tournament, something we've taken part in uh, for the last number of years. It is the final part of our pre-season preparations. We've got Ajax on the Friday night and Sevilla on Saturday evening. Two good teams, two solid tests. I think what we'll do is we'll probably play, as uh, Yogi's Warriors said, play a, a decent team on the Friday evening against Ajax and give some more people uh, a run out on the Saturday as well. Bearing in mind, of course, that we have got a Champions League qualifier next week against FC20, managed by Steve McLaren, not to forget. So that should make it just a little bit more interesting as well. He'll know uh, exactly what sort of a team we are, how we play, whether or not his team has a quality to do anything. We'll wait and see. But I suspect they'll probably put all the men they have behind the ball and try and make life difficult for us. And it'll be a good test for us to see whether or not we can break that kind of a team down because we are going to face teams like that in the league. We're going to see Hull, for example, Stoke City, the relegated teams, some of the teams uh, that normally reside around the bottom half of the table. They're going to play like that. So it'll be a good test for us. And then, and then, we've got our first game of the season coming up next Saturday but we won't go into that too much because we've got uh, obviously another Irish cast to come between now and then so that's really about it for this week uh, it's getting close it's getting exciting enjoy the football at the weekend if you're going to Amsterdam enjoy the delights of uh, of that great city uh, and the football as well if you do get to to see it or remember it yeah good all right. Talk to you on next week's Sirescast and, of course, all weekend and all next week on the blog. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
The football season draws ever closer. You need a midfielder, but you don't have time to go scouting around. How do you do it? Open up your iPhone, click Safari, go to www.midfielder.com, find the one you want by scrolling up and down, then click Buy Midfielder. iPhone, there's nothing it can't do. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.